You know how important that is. That's the whole, that's the whole meaning of life, isn't it? Trying to find a place for your stuff. Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Ian's on vacation this week in Greece, and he spent a lot of the last few days on the phone with a team working on our DCBKK event, which is coming up in October, and just a bunch of other administrative stuff, you know, kind of the boring side of running a business looking at our finances, talking to the accountants. And I thought, you know, maybe I just won't do the podcast again this week. We got a production meeting lined up on August 3rd. We're very seriously pursuing bringing somebody onto the team. You know, I basically produced the first 300 episodes of the podcast myself, and I'm hoping to bring somebody on to help produce the next 300. And I thought, you know what, why don't I just take a break? I got to catch a plane in seven hours, packing my bags. I got all my stuff all over this Airbnb I'm in right now. Why don't I just pack, get on the plane, and we'll start fresh next week. And while I'm clearing my inbox, I get this phone call. I'll just play it for you. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Josh from Washington, D.C. I've been listening to you guys for a little while and I just wanted to know, just because I'm weirdly curious, I was wondering about your guys' current packing list, wondering what you guys are carrying with you in your guys' luggage and things you guys take with you throughout this year. I know that Dan had a recent post last year. And yeah, I was just wondering what you guys got going this year and what's different, what's changed and anything like that. Anyway, love your guys' podcast. I love the website. What you guys are doing is awesome. Keep it up. Thanks. So I'm listening to this voicemail, staring at all my stuff all across the table here. And I thought, you know, why not? I don't have to go to bed tonight. Why don't I turn on the mic and geek out on all this travel stuff? As Josh mentioned, I have written about this three or four times on my blog. I know it's nothing new to put up a packing list on the web. So if you don't want to hear somebody ramble on about the stuff that's in their backpack for the next 20 minutes, I completely understand where you're coming from. You're a normal, insane person, and I'm just warning you right now. But there's a few of us out there that spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about this stuff. And I figure I'll just bring you into that world because honestly, when I think back on it, since 2009, my kit, so both of my bags haven't been in one place longer than about 80 days. So, you know, this is a big part of my life, bringing stuff around with me as I go. And the other thing is I really enjoy it. You know, I was really savoring this evening, laying out all of my items, making sure everything's charged up and ready to go and ready to get packed. And it's exciting that I'm going to get on a plane and meet some of my old friends in a new place. And yeah, it's an exciting moment. So I thought I'd bring those of you who are interested in packing into this and I'll just walk you through some of the things I'm packing tonight and why I'm bringing them and why they're part of the kit. So you stuck around, you're a crazy travel professional. I'm just going to jump into it. You know, there's a couple things I'm not going to talk about on this podcast. I'm not going to talk about clothes. Honestly, that's one of the biggest things that's changed in packing lists. If you look at them, like if you go back to 2007 and you look at some OG packing lists, it's all about like merino wool this and like, I don't take showers that, or I don't go to the laundromat. 
And I think the reason for that is that tech used to take so much space in people's packs. And the thing that's had the biggest impact, honestly, is the iPhone. In 2008, when I first became location independent, I basically had a large pocket in a backpack that was dedicated to technology that is now just in my phone. And not the least of which is books, by the way. I used to have to carry those things around, video cameras, all different kinds of cameras. <laughs> and all those things are just gone and it's just phone. And the main impact for me has been, well, I just kind of wear regular clothes now. One thing I will mention about clothing is Ian got me turned on to jeggings, which for those of you who don't know, I guess are like stretchy jeans that are sort of like leggings that look like normal jeans. And it's crazy because you can do a squat in them. You can, you can totally move around in these things. They feel great. So that's a revolution for me. I don't know what you guys think. By the way, all the discussion and links, and I'm actually going to walk through some of the items. If you're on your computer right now, you can follow along at tropicalmba.com slash packing. Okay, so let me start with my laptop because for years I was kind of like rocking the 15-inch MacBook Pro and I was like screen real estate's everything to me. And last year I went and bought the brand new 13-inch MacBook Pro. And in terms of form factor, it's incredible. I love the device. I wish the battery lasted a little bit longer, honestly, but it's a great machine. I got to say though, it wasn't trivial, the screen space. Like going from 15 to 13 definitely affected my work experience. So I've counteracted that by as often as I can when I'm traveling to find myself an external monitor and put that up on at eye level. You know, that's been an upgrade that I've kind of so-so. It's like so much more portable, sure, but I do miss that extra two inches of screen real estate. One other thing I'd like to note is you probably noticed our voices have changed a little bit over the past year. That's because we went to the Ars Technica 2100 microphone, which is an insane piece of technology, something that would have taken up a huge part of my backpack back in 2008. I don't even know. I might have had to have a mixing board back then. This is just a USB microphone that's dynamic. And what that means is that it doesn't pick up all the echo. Like I'm in a tiled room right now and these style microphones don't pick up background noise. They only pick out what's right in front of them. So if I move my mouth over to the side, you can hear, I'm only a few inches away right now, but you can hear that my voice sort of disappears. So all those like buzz saws and roosters and motorcycles that gave our show so much terrible character years ago, hopefully will be a little bit less apparent. I'm also going to be upping our rig. I just ordered a Zoom H6, which is a portable audio recorder with four dynamic microphones. One of the things that you know we just never really invested in and I've always sort of bemoaned is we go to these places all the time. You know, we were at DC BCN a few weeks ago, and it's literally like hundred amazing entrepreneurs, and we managed to get two of them on the podcast. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, planning and production is part of the ticket, but also technology is part of it. We just had to have such ideal circumstances in order to interview somebody, even going so far as to ask them to like bring their computer and stuff. It's just not a way to get high quality people on the show when we meet them in person. So that's one upgrade I'm really excited to make. So we'll have that portable recorder, which can record four tracks at once. So every interview 
interviewee can have that dynamic microphone. Occasionally you'll hear I've interviewed people with my old condenser microphone, which was the Blue Yeti. I would put it in the middle of the table and then I would kind of lean in to my interviewee and it creates this weird dynamic. It's intimidating for a lot of people being interviewed when the interviewer is like leaning into the microphone and you got to kind of perform rather than just have a conversation. All right, so that's sort of the podcast and the laptop. Let me start with bags and then I'll move on to what I'm doing with some of the technology stuff I'm traveling with. All right, so for my main bag, I'm using Manal's flagship bag. I have no complaints about the thing. It's the perfect size. It fits all my stuff. Absolutely love it. I have made a few upgrades in terms of bags. I'm now using the North Face Recon rather than a satchel bag. I had the hardest time finding the perfect satchel bag. I've been through Toomey's and Tombin, and I used to be such a huge fan of the satchel because basically of cafe hopping, and I wanted you know quick access to my laptop. And I think it was, I started going to the gym more regularly while I was out. And I just realized I was causing myself so many headaches by insisting on a satchel bag. So I finally moved over to the two backpack setup and I'm really happy I did. One like really travel nerd story is when I bought the North Face Recon, I immediately knew that the compression straps were completely useless for my purposes and cut them off the moment I got home, which sort of made me feel like... I was seeing the matrix or whatever. I don't know. But it was kind of an interesting moment for me because generally I'm not going to cut a product that I just bought, but that worked for me. Two other important upgrades from REI. I have a 35 liter nylon laundry sack. It's really lightweight, but you want a way to keep your laundry away from your clean stuff. I also travel with a five liter dry bag, which is something that is really popular around beach areas and scuba resorts and stuff. They're basically the completely waterproof bags. And I'd actually recommend having a bigger one, like a 10 liter bag, because really what this I find super useful for is day trips. Like, especially if you're going to be around the beach or the ocean, you can put your cell phone, your wallet, a change of clothes, and you can toss it over your shoulder and you're off for the day. So I find that to be really useful. And it's a little bit more heavy duty than the laundry bag. So if you have some really gnarly gym clothes that you have to travel with, you know, intercontinental, that's a great solution for that as well. The one final change I've made to my bags is I've got a medium-sized Eagle Creek packing cube. And what this essentially does is it allows, you know, when you open up your main bag, so all your stuff doesn't accordion out, I put all my socks and underwear into that packing cube. It makes it much faster and easier and stress-free to pack and to unpack. So for some reason, I kind of stayed away from those for a long time. Like, oh, that's superfluous or they're just trying to sell me more stuff for my bag. But I found it really makes it much faster to pack up and to keep everything in order in your bag. going to talk about some of the things that have changed. My favorite upgrade is this JBL Flip 2 portable speaker. I've seen a few other location independent entrepreneurs start to travel with these. I'm holding the thing. It's not that heavy. I guess maybe a few years ago, I would have looked at this and said, oh, you know, it's a little bit big and I got headphones and why would I need that? And 
I absolutely love this thing and use it all the time. And it's a great way to make a place that's not yours feel like home because you can fill the space with your music or when you watch movies or television, you can fill the space with that and you can use it to throw parties and you can travel it, take it down to the beach with you. You can use it to play your music while you work and create an office environment. So I find myself using this JBL Flip 2 every single day. It syncs like super fast with your phone or your laptop. And it's one of my favorite new additions to my kit. So not all cool and useful technology needs to be expensive. Here's a major improvement to my kit over the past year. I got a $10 audio splitter. And all it is is something you plug into your phone or computer that allows you to plug two sets of earbuds or headphones into that device. And what this does is it allows you to share your favorite podcasts or audiobooks with your significant other, your travel partner, your friend. And I think this is really fun because, you know, you probably have a list of books that you want to get to or podcasts that you want to educate yourself with. So if you're traveling with somebody else, your like super ambitious reading list could isolate you. This is an easy and inexpensive way to share that experience. You know, if you're listening to a really good book, you know, plug them into your phone and you can spend that train or plane flight listening to the same thing. So I think that's a really cool little upgrade. The next thing here is I finally got an auxiliary power bank and these things have started to become really popular in the last few years. It's like iPhone insurance. You know, you got to have your Google Maps, you got to have your camera. And I think these power banks are getting smaller and sleeker. And to me, it's all upside to carry around a couple extra charges with you as you're exploring a new place. A couple final things I just want to say. I mentioned watches on my last post. I started collecting watches, more or less, sort of a hobby. I would walk into watch shops, started learning about them. When I took my family on a big vacation recently in Asia, that was their first two weeks in Asia, one of the days was a watch hunt day where we all went out and bought watches. And one of my favorite brands that I've come across, you know, I spent years, Ian got me inspired to look into watches as something that, I don't know, business people do or whatever. And I really got into this Casio's G-Shock line. At first I was repulsed by how they looked. As I learned more about them, like for example, you know, the US military used to use Rolexes until in the early 90s they realized, hey, like G-Shock does all of this at a fraction of the price much better. And I'm sort of a sucker for the story behind products. So the story of a watch that could outlast its wearer, that was the story I wanted to be a part of. I thought it was cool. And you know, they're not very expensive. So I ended up buying a bunch of them, you know, gave one to my dad, kind of a collector's item. I gave one to Ian recently and I've stumbled onto the one model that really works for me, sort of gave away the rest, but definitely like looking at watches and thinking about watches has been just a fun new thing. I love the simplicity of them. I love that you can enjoy the design on a daily basis. And especially when you're looking at something like a Casio G-Shock, you can wear it into the gym, wear it in the sauna, wear it on your runs, wear it into the ocean. So I find that's been immensely useful. So the one final thing I want to mention, and if you stuck around this long, I appreciate it. I'd actually, if you have any advice about this following item, you know, my first pair of noise canceling headphones was a version of the Dr. Dre Beats. And more recently, I bought the top-of-the-line Bose noise-canceling headphones and honestly thought they were great. Like, I love the way they sounded. I love the way they felt. They were super comfortable on long hauls, but they turned out not being very durable. And the earphones wore off 
I think way too fast for the price. And I started doing some searching around the web and it turns out that this is pretty common for these headphones. So I'd really love, if you have any headphone suggestions for me, I think noise canceling headphones are well worth their money if they have some durability to them. That's all I got. I'd love to hear your suggestions. You know, of course, I've got other stuff like toiletries and I've got a sleeping pillow and a Kindle and notebooks and all that stuff. But I just wanted to mention some of the things that have changed for those of you that have been following the blog for a long time. If you've got suggestions for me, tropicalmba.com slash packing. And that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to put all this stuff into my bags. I'm going to write a few emails and I'm going to get on a plane and I'm really excited about it. So thanks for listening. And uh, I'd love to hear your suggestions and thoughts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.